You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Like yeah, why? No, it's a seriously weak villain. And then they ju- and and like and none of that made sense though, Joel. None well, of it made sense. The whole Vincent D'Onofrio and like the militarizing uh, dinosaurs. Want to weaponize these uh, these dinosaurs? You know, and I, I didn't this mind. This is the time where we test them. No, I didn't mind we, the side we established story. that the only person that these dinosaurs uh, re- react to and listen to is. Chris Pratt. For now. So why is Vincent D'Onofrio like, we're going to go in and kick ass with these dinosaurs? <laughs> like he's going to no, have as much he control. He knows that the only person these dinosaurs are going to listen to is the Chris Pratt character. Who holds all the cards. Exactly. So why is he so cocky about like, oh no, these dinosaurs are going to totally listen to me. <laughs> there, we, we did nothing in the movie to, to build up the fact that he would think for an instant, for an instant, that he would have any kind of control yes. of these dinosaurs. Had they built some kind of device, had they shown some kind of thing earlier in the movie well, that Vincent D'Onofrio Control. had some kind of control over them mm-hmm. for even a split second, and that gave him that cockiness, right. then I would have bought that. Yeah. But they did nothing to build something like that up. And if he's like, he's the closest thing we have to a human protagonist in this movie, right? Chris Pratt? No, no, no. You, Vincent, said, you said protagonist. I'm sorry, antagonist. Oh, okay. Vincent right. D'Onofrio, yes. right? Yeah. So, uh, other than B.D. Wong, are we supposed to believe that B.D. Wong is an antagonist uh, as well? I guess, but more in the John Hammond way from the original, where he's kind of the mastermind who's misguided. Was he? Because he seemed a little more slimy than John he was a Hammond little was. Wizard of Oz-ish. Where, Which uh, was a huge leap from his character in the first movie. Yeah, but you know, I can see in 20 years, now he's the big dog, he's making the choices, and he's getting co- uh, confident and every, cocky every again. Every time he was on the screen, did you hear the Law & Order? <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit funny. Yeah. But yeah, but uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Jurassic World yet, well, you know, no, Joel, have you seen the sales numbers? Everyone, everybody seen saw it. it. And Everybody's even though it. it dropped like fifty percent in the second week, it was still number one at the <laughs> yeah. box office. Yes. That's how huge it was. Um, so yeah, the way that he was dispatched, how anticlimactic it was. For it the, was so much more tame than the way they got rid of the assistant, poor, poor Mara, the assistant that got yeah that was running around with the kids. I was reading about that today because I listened to your your uh, your episode. Uh, uh-huh. Was and that just come out today? That yesterday, was, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Listen to Afternoon Delight. They talk about Jurassic World ad nauseum. But uh, I, I I was just well, going to say it was kind of. The episode. That's true. I, I agreed with everything you said, though. <laughs> he makes it sound like we just like got sidetracked and talked about Jurassic World for uh, like no yeah, reason. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> the, the episode was about Jurassic World. Um, and and yeah, I hadn't really thought of it. It didn't. It it didn't strike me at the time that it was particularly vicious. I mean, it was the way she yeah. went, but I don't know why I wasn't. I was having fun with it. Uh-huh. Um, the whole movie in just kind of a little girl sort of way. And and you knew that they were setting her up to go, uh, like she was just the obnoxious person who was on the phone holding her Starbucks cup all the time. Uh-huh. But then, yeah, in in retrospect, it's like, wow, they really they they should have killed off D'Onofrio that way and uh-huh. not her. Yeah, not her. The poor girl, just it's on almost, her cell phone. All the it's time. almost like the person who wrote this movie must have had an, an, an experience with a really mean yeah. a- assistant, and a this bit was of their way to, going on. Yeah, almost like. How George R. R. Martin must have been bullied by a family called the Starks as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why this poor family this in Game of Thrones of gets fucked so badly <laughs> in that show. Now, the only, before we get off Jurassic World, the only uh, part that I take umbrage with is uh, you guys were talking about the effects. And I think you specifically said that you didn't see a difference between the effects from the 1993-4 Jurassic Park, the original, and this one. I think what I said was I think the effects of the original still stand up. They they do, 
But I've I've heard several people say, and I could have swore you guys said it too, that you weren't impressed by the effects. And and I think no, part I of think, it is I think we said we were very impressed yeah? with the effects of this movie. I don't know. I think, I, think, I think we said that we still prefer practicals, but we yeah. were st- we were impressed with the effects. I've heard, but I've heard a lot of people say, ah, we were tired of seeing dinosaurs. They didn't look as good as as they did in the past, or they just weren't jazzed by it. And I I wholeheartedly disagree. I thought it looked great. Mm-hmm. I think when you go back and look at the original Jurassic Park, anytime there was a huge like T Rex or, or big special effect, there's a couple of instances, exceptions, um, the Gallimimus or whatever when they're when they're trampling. That was handheld uh-huh. and that was kind of groundbreaking at the time. But aside from that and a couple of other shots, every other time you see a dinosaur, a CG dinosaur, the, they had the to camera's lock down. locked down. You had to and lock it's it moving down through the frame. Like yeah, yeah. Whereas you take the climax of this movie, they're going like 360 around that whole shot. All right, all right. I know you don't like the climax, but still. And the thing is, I grew up, I grew up on like monster movies and I loved fights. You know, King Kong versus the T Rexes. Yeah. I love that stuff. And so there's a part of it that I really loved. There was a part of it that really keyed <laughs> into what I dug. But then there's like the whole, there's there's the practicality of it. Yes. And, and, and I. I bought <laughs> I bought T Rex and and Blue teaming yeah. up. Blue, you're my boy. Even though like I there's uh, both times I watched it, there's the whole Bryce Dallas Howard with the flare, yeah. and I dug that yep. up into the point where I'm like, it's about time for you to fucking run. No, like you are waiting way too long because yeah. he can uh, see you. He can see you. Um, <laughs> but but once like Shamu dinosaur yeah. comes out and like ends the fight uh-huh. by taking. Uh, Indominus Rex down into mm-hmm. the water. That was like, you've went too far. Yeah, like that yeah. was way too far. I I did not like that ending to it. I thought that was too cheesy. But I agree. Like I thought that was fine. I thought that 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 climax was was filmed beautifully. Yeah. I agree with you completely on that. My problem isn't so much with and and we talked about this now. Now we're talking about it ad nauseum. <laughs> Sorry. My problem with Jurassic World isn't so much with the plot. It's the execution of many of the plot elements. It's what we focused on in the movie. It's the fact that we opened the movie with two kids and we focused so much and built so much up on these two kids' shoulders mm-hmm. that we didn't need to. Mm-hmm. That it, it, we, we, we tell the story of these two children and we learn so many facts about these kids that their, their, their parents are getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares about that? I don't care. I don't care that these kids are getting, their, their parents are getting divorced. That ultimately has no impact on the movie and it has no impact on them. And we see there's really no payoff other than their parents show up at the end to pick yeah, them up. Yeah. There's no payoff to that. That doesn't key into the story at any point at all. Uh, and, and it doesn't build their relationship. And the whole Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard thing, them having a romance that doesn't pay off either. There's no there's no need for that. I've heard people try to compare it to Han Solo and Princess Leia, and that's weak. Uh, and I'm sorry, but that's just my feeling yeah. on it. I think that at its heart, you have a strong Jurassic Park story there. And and I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy what it is that they were going for, but I think that there were some missteps that I... I don't know. I don't know why they fell into these little well, these little sand traps along the way in the course. It was an attempt to to humanize the characters instead of just making them two dimensional. Give they, them a little bit they, of a backstory. But they humanized in the wrong way. Yeah. Like I said in the in the in the afternoon delight episode, it, had they taken the care they did with the children and used those little those little nuggets to humanize more the Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard characters. Mm-hmm. That would have been better. You've got the Bryce Dallas Howard character, who is the only character that really goes through an arc yep. in this story. Start with her. 
Let her be the character that we focus on and tell the story through her character. And I think you would have had a stronger movie, at least for me, from a narrative standpoint. I would have maybe enjoyed seeing this Jurassic World story unfold more through her eyes. And and I, that's that's where I'm going to leave it right there. Sure. If, if you want to say <laughs> like if you want to like no, give I, it your punctuation, I, I'll let you go ahead and I, have the final word. I think of all four of them, it's 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 shot up to the the second best of the four. Like I, I, I don't think anybody's that. arguing no. with that. Uh, and and it's a, I think it's a it's a close second. You're never going to top that first one. It did no, so much no. fan service to the first movie though, and and when it did it right, it was an homage, and when it didn't, it seemed like a ripoff. Like, uh-huh. I think the whole two kid characters. Uh, harkened back to the two kids from the first movie. Uh-huh. It was too much of a parallel. Yeah. And I would have liked to have seen him come at that story from a different angle. Yes. Uh, instead of yeah, doing doing fan service that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, that, that part didn't work. There were parts that didn't work, but still, a hell of a ride, man. It's uh-huh. a good it's a good, good summer movie. What so this was the editing bay on yeah. the Next Wave Radio Thanks. Network. You guys have a good one. Afternoon no. <laughs> to like. No, listen to that episode, guys. It's good. So, uh, though, this is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. My name's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies, obviously. Uh, sometimes they are uh, bad movies, but sometimes they are underappreciated, uh, unsung gems of the cinematic universe. Whatever the case may be, we will watch these films and then come back here and talk about them with each other and with you, our lovely editing bay listeners. And uh, and today, <laughs> we we, uh, we man we dug up a film that I have not seen in a long time. And you know what? I didn't mean to do this, but I think this is the third movie in a row uh, that is released in 1989. Was this, <laughs> this released in 89? Um, okay, yeah. So we went with a Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, a, not the, a, a perfect summer film. Yeah, yeah. set in summer, set on the beach, yeah. water. It could have easily done the second one. The second one seems like a movie the editing bay would have done because it's 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 awful. Uh, it's, did you ever see the second weekend? I have, I have, and you know what? What's I feel like the second one mm. is it, it's a little bit. Oh, it's a little bit more bad in all the right ways. Oh yeah. Whereas, and I'm probably going to be showing my hand a little early here. Uh-huh. Whereas this one's kind of bad in some unredeemable ways. Uh, oh, some unre- interesting. Un- unremarkable kind of ways. Hmm. Um, Interested to hear what you have to say about that. I, I was excited when you said, like, hey, let's go ahead and see this because I have very fond memories of this movie. As do I. And going back and watching this, mm-hmm. I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> Parts of it that don't hold up feel very 80s, very 80s. Very 80s. Um, and I didn't remember um, Andrew McCarthy being such a horrible actor. He's kind of obnoxious. Yeah. He's over overly obnoxious. And yeah. I know that's what it's, his character is trying to be, the yin to the, you know, there's this, it's the odd couple. There's the straight man and then there's... Uh, I mean, it's, it's so odd couple that you got, like, everybody's favorite Neil Simon actor from the 80s, Jonathan Silverman, playing the, you know, the other character in this movie. It's true. Good call. Um, but yeah, uh, parts of it... it, it, it yeah, it didn't didn't age well. Yet still, I have to say this is the fir- this is my first exposure to a you would call this a dark comedy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus, it's about a guy who dies. Yes. And they're they're tr- uh, trotting his corpse around uh-huh. throughout the entire movie. Oh yeah. Um. So you know, but what's funny, you say that, mm-hmm. and and before I went back and rewatched this, I remember, you know, the first image that you conjure up is that they're they're you know dragging his body all over the place. Actually, really don't go anywhere in this movie. No, they, they don't cover a whole lot of ground until like maybe the last ten minutes of this movie. Yep, they do. They cover a lot more real estate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's and, all on water. But then it all kind of just 
leads right back They're to his right, house. Right back in the house. Right the back house, to Bernie's. The house of death. Yes, <laughs> yes they it. say it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just a quick summary of this yeah, movie. If you've never heard of this. It, it's the, about these two guys that work together, uh, Richard and Larry, uh, played by Jonathan Silverman and Andrew McCarthy, respectively. And they work at this, man, what is it that they work for? A life insurance company? That's what it sounds like, yeah, because they're looking at claims. Yeah, run by uh, a scumbag named Bernie Lomax. Ooh, he's so sleazy. Yeah, he really is. Uh, and they find, like, they're set, they're put on a project. They're supposed to be taking, I guess, like, accounts and files from a computer and transferring it over. Mm-hmm. This is 89, guys. Uh, so everything's <laughs> being transferred to computers. Printouts of paper. Oh, my God. The print the printouts with the things on the sides. Yep, I remember those. Um and so they're going back and they're they're comparing records and and we're led to believe like it's hot. It's oh, supposed yeah. to be really hot. It's the the middle of the summer. Like they haven't taken this much care to let us know it's really hot in New York City mm-hmm. uh, since like Die Hard Three. <laughs> um, so it's it's burning ass hot outside. They're having to work on the weekend uh-huh. and. They're up on the rooftop of this mm-hmm. building. They've got like tar all. It's disgusting. It's nasty. Uh, and so sticking they sticking to the paper. Yeah, right. And, yep. They find these, uh, you know, some inconsistencies. Two million dollars. Two missing. million dollars missing. And they go and they bring it to Bernie, and and already you kind of figure like, oh, mm-hmm. Bernie's kind of in on this. He's 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 probably responsible mm-hmm. uh, for for frauding the company, and Bernie invites them out to his house. And then, like, the next scene, he's meeting with some mobsters. He wants to take out Richard and Larry mm-hmm. and make it look like uh, a, a crime of passion. Did you notice in that scene where they're, where they're confronting him, hey, look, look what we found. We found, uh, you know, the discrepancy. Look at page 33 and then 34 and whatever. Uh, so they're, they're they're talking to him. They're trying to explain, and he just, like, walks into his bathroom. Yes. He's got this big office. Yeah. Walks into his bathroom. This is something I didn't pick up on as a child. Comes out a couple seconds later, and he's, like, swiping oh, his yeah. nose and yeah. he's sniffing. And I watched that, and I was like, Holy shit, he just did a bump just of coke. Did a bump of coke in the bathroom. That totally went over my head when I was like a 12-year-old. Bump of coke and then he sat at a different desk. Yes. And yes. then they got up and like moved over. <laughs> uh, I know ne- obviously I never noticed that when I was a kid, yeah. but that's something that I've noticed I noticed nice this time touch. around. Um I always knew like something was kind of off about Bernie though. Like he mm-hmm. was always kind of like what the hell is oh, up with God. this guy? Well, is that actor Terry Kaiser is uh-huh. his name? Yeah. What else has he done or what what was he in before? Man, he was in like a whole bunch of other stuff. Okay. I know I know he's you know he did a whole lot of like improv comedy. That makes um, sense. You know, but did this movie ruin his career cuz he's now forever Bernie? I don't know if it ruined it or if it well, put him like on the map like that's what he's known for. The typecast certainly. Oh uh, yeah, but uh only played dead corpses. That's that's on. all I'll remember him that's for. That's redundant. Uh so no he ends up that you know he it turns out he's screwing the mobster's girlfriend or mm-hmm. mobster's wife. Of course. And so uh the the the, the mobster's like no, you know what? Leave the guys alone. Kill Bernie. Take out Bernie. So Bernie ends up getting murdered, and when Richard and Larry show up, because Bernie's like, hey, come on out to my place. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll spend the weekend together. Uh, Richard and Larry show up, and they think that Bernie's just OD'd. Okay. <laughs> so that's, yeah, we'll go ahead and just stop it there. <laughs> so he, uh, all right, I, I get it. This movie takes a lot of liberties as far as yeah. people just assuming that, oh, he's tired or he's drunk or uh-huh. he's not, you know. I don't feel like you could, if this movie is remade today, which I guess we'll get to at the end of the movie, or the episode, uh, you'd have to be a little more clever with the, the setups. Yes. Uh, as far as, like, tricking people into, because he's, he's uh, it's endearing at one point, because you get the idea, well, here's the thing, if they would have set play up. It, they even play it, where Richard and Larry are sitting there, and, like, everybody shows up, the party happens in the house, mm-hmm. and they even try to, like, con- 
it, like they're setting up the science, so to speak, mm-hmm. where Richard and Larry are like, I can't believe nobody's noticing that he's dead. Yep. People just come up and talk to him, and somebody will sit on a cushion, and his head will turn, and somebody else interprets that as, as a response. No. Yeah. One guy's trying to sell him his car, and so there's that whole back and forth. But that can only go so far. Yes. And they have already set up the Bernie character in the first 40 minutes when he's alive. By the way, 40 minutes before we actually get to Bernie's, to, Bernie's. to said Bernie's of the title, that's way too long yeah. for an hour and 30 minute it, movie. It does take forever for yeah. us to get to the beach. A lot of, lot of setup. But they also set up that he's he's kind of an outgoing personality. He's larger than he's life. He's larger than life. He he's talks big, he's a lot. Loud. He, yeah. So if you actually knew this person, and now all of a sudden he's very stoic sitting on a couch, there would be a demonstrable uh, you know, change in his demeanor uh, to where you'd notice something was up. Maybe he's... Uh, He's, he's not what he seems to be. Yeah maybe, yeah, maybe he's let go of the ghost. But nobody, nobody questions it. No, nope, it's just Bernie. N- not, not anybody. No, he's a powerful guy, and they want to use his booze in his house. I give him that. Did you get the feeling that in the beginning of this movie that Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman had their dialogue on those printouts? <laughs> Did it <laughs> maybe seem like- Andrew McCarthy? I get that impression from him. Yeah. Jonathan Silverman seems too straight laced, and maybe that's just the characters, and I'm projecting. <laughs> Uh, I noticed that uh, one of them got secondhand lung cancer, probably. The other one got firsthand lung cancer. Goddamn, Andrew McCarthy's forever smoking in this movie. Always. Indoors, in elevators. Everywhere. Everywhere. They're, they're complete scumbags, too. As they're making their way into work on Monday morning, yeah. they're walking into work, Andrew McCarthy's smoking, and they're completely like eye-raping Gwen as they're walking <laughs> the into intern. work. Yeah. And, and he's like, hey, man, check that chick out. And they're Ask just like walking. Out. And she keeps looking behind her. And somehow, Jonathan Silverman, like, scores with this chick. Unbelievable. That is the most unbelievable part of this. I believe a dead man walking before, uh, I believe, uh, Jonathan Silverman has a chance with her. <laughs> yeah, because she's like a hot college student, right? Isn't she? She has to, She talks about going back to school. Hot is okay, subjective. Hot, hot for 80s standards. Hot is subjective because this hair has crazy eyes. It's crazy eyes. She has the crazy and eyes. And that curly, huge 80s hair that... And it makes Kurt everybody Russell's jawline. Yes, a very <laughs> strong, pronounced jawline. She's a handsome woman. But you know what? Some guys like that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Sex. That's what I'm <laughs> oh talking about. Oh, my God. No, um... But yeah, that hair makes her five to ten percent less attractive. Yeah. Um. And what have we seen her in since? Uh, she was in. I don't know what she's been in since, but I know she was in the before. last Starfighter before that. She was the other girlfriend yeah. in the last Starfighter. Yeah, that's she? right. Same hair. <laughs> yeah. They it's just the they future. Kept it, they kept it. But same hair. Uh. The um. Do you remember like when they went they went on their date mm-hmm. and he took her to like Ugh. the the Chinese restaurant or whatever the the Hunan. Yeah. Uh. And then he took her home. And and I don't know if this is just because it's me and it's a whole different kind of generation, but you know, I ended up moving back in with my folks when my mother was battling cancer, mm. and it didn't stop me from dating girls and bringing them home. Yeah, like I wasn't ashamed to bring girls home, mm-hmm. and like yeah, I'm living at the family house. Uh, mom's battling cancer, and you know, I was laid off, and you know, I'm I'm kind of getting back into the swing of things at work, right. but. I'm not back out on my own yet, but I'm not ashamed. And I never had a girl say like, oh, you're pathetic. I, yes. This is ridiculous. She makes a big deal when they're walking home about, I don't think I could respect a guy who lives, still lives yeah, with his parents. Like what kind of, I'd have been like, um, I think you should probably go home now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the part. See, if this movie is made today, that's the part where the, the millennial playing this part says, 
I think that's kind of judgmental of you. I, I still live with my parents. I think it's financially responsible. I help them out. They help me out. Yeah. Until I can afford it. You know, I'm saving up money. Like that's kind of a. You could make that case nowadays. Whereas uh-huh. I guess back then. Back, what, back then a, in the in the eighties <laughs> in like I know. in scummy New York City. Yeah, like I, back when it sucked. Right. And doesn't speak well of her character too. That she's uh, no. Everybody in this movie is the worst possible human being that's they true. could be. I don't remember these two guys being. They're they're kind of losers. Well, everybody. He's a habitual liar, Jonathan Silverman is. Oh, yeah, and and Andrew McCarthy is a, so- a psychopath. He's a psychopath, he- and he's writing his friends, his so-called friends, I'm using finger quotes, uh, coattails. Yeah. Like he does none of the work and takes half of the credit, uh-huh. if not more. Yeah. Yeah, uh, kind of deplorable human beings. Dude, um, okay, <laughs> you remember after the, the night of the first party on the beach, mm-hmm. like Jonathan we're, we're Silverman, now. who maybe has like one drink, who just needs to sleep on the bench. And Andrew McCarthy's like, I'm going to go find the next party. So you assume he's like partied on into the night. Yeah. Probably didn't get home until like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. Passes out. But like he's up bright and early. Yep. Playing Monopoly playing with Monopoly Bernie. Playing Monopoly with Bernie and it's 11 a.m. Like yes. Jonathan Silverman gets up and he's like, what time is it? He's like, eh, it's 11 a.m. What? <laughs> what? Well, to be fair, Jonathan Silverman may have been concussed when he fell out of the lighthouse <laughs> down the stairs. That's true. Maybe oh he God. was concussed, but still, Andrew McCarthy getting up yeah. and he's playing Monopoly, and he's but he has had enough time to buy a hotel. Mm. Pl- granted, he's playing by himself, but he's built a rig so <laughs> Bernie can wave to people. <laughs> And he's all energetic and yeah. shit. Uh, it's, it's um, the cocaine 80s. Maybe the cocaine 80s, but still, who wants to be up at 11 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did this movie really take place over the course of a day and a half? I, I noticed that, too, because at the end of the movie... He's like, I'm, I'm probably going to just stay here at Bernie's yeah. at, at a crime scene. <laughs> Like, exactly. can, he, can he really stay and there? He says, well, it's, it's still Saturday. It's like, she's so still Saturday? <laughs> this all happened? It, this movie is almost real time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the um the assassin who keeps having to come back. Oh, poor Polly. <laughs> he's 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 the most sympathetic character in this movie, is, is really. He, and he's a murderer. Ask, I was about to ask, is he the most sympathetic character in this movie? Because <laughs> he he feels sorry for him. He's, he feels like he's going crazy because he's already killed Bernie once. By the way, the tamest on screen death I think I've ever seen. And they really. How do you think this would play it's out? Almost, it's if they it's a Looney Tunes death, Joel. It is. It's like when when Bugs Bunny gets like. Hit over the head with a frying pan uh-huh. and like sees birds and like you know like yeah, yeah. and like kind of fa- that's when Bernie gets like the shot in the ass. He gets a shot in the ass, and then see like it coming and like kind of stiffens up and smiles and then falls back in the chair. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Puts his syringe away and Paulie's on his way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nowadays, I feel like it would play more out like uh, that scene in Saving Private Ryan. Where, uh, oh, where Adam God, Goldberg yes. oh, that's, that's getting terrifying. the knife in the heart. That's and the terrifying. Guy's just, <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, my God. I hate oh, that scene. I know. That scene fucking chills me to the bone. Yeah. Um, but you'd have, you'd have to do something like that because this is not real. What, like, what could he possibly be injecting him with? Because he says, after he injects him, he says, quite a ride, isn't it, Bernie? So is it some sort of, like, Con- was it concentrated just a, heroin or but, something? Yeah, that's, that's what I figured it was. It was just whatever heart? the junk was that was in his pocket. Yeah, I guess. Because he planted all that stuff But in he there. dies, like, instantly. Instantaneously. Within seconds. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to watch this movie with a doctor or somebody yeah. with, it, smarter what, than me. What it is, is it's probably just this film concentrated <laughs> in liquid form. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> shot into him. Well, how else do you make it PG-13 with so much death Was happening this movie around? PG-13? PG-13 movie. It's uh, a comedy. It's a dark comedy. Yeah, but it's all about, like, it's got so much, like, death. You're dragging a corpse around. Yep. Well, and you've got a little boy. You like, know. Flipping the bird. Yeah, I love that kid. Uh, going, that kid served no purpose. 
Uh, yeah, just the to be a cute little. No purpose. Like I figured at one point, like they're they're kind of they're vacuuming the sand off of Bernie because the kid had just buried him. <laughs> yes. And is this before or after they figured out that like oh shit he has a toupee? He no th- oh. before or after like they found out they had like a hitman trying to kill them hmm. and like they heard the message and Bernie was like hey don't kill them when I'm around. I think that was uh, that may have been directly after like th- that scene happened right after they were they were vacuuming them up. Okay, because they're still pretty laissez faire. So the while they're situation. cleaning Bernie up, mm-hmm. that's when like there's they start hiding like there was something going on they were hiding. And they hid behind the couch, and they see the gun coming around. Uh huh. Right? Why are they hiding? And it's what, that what, little kid. And it's the and it was the little kid oh, with the oh, gun. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. By that point, they had heard the message. They figured out that that was was going so on. So they thought that that was somebody coming back to get them. Yeah, because wasn't that after <laughs> after they knocked out they the gardener? attempted murder uh, two other? Yeah, it was the gardener and what then was that? and like the squatter. Was that a squatter? The, yeah, the first guy who Bernie. There's a whole scene at the beginning when Bernie finally shows up at his house. Uh, and uh, there's a yeah, uh, it no, it's a guy who is trying to collect on a bill, isn't it? Is it? I, and, I and, couldn't. And Bernie's remember. just kicking him in the ass, saying like you've got to do the work right or something. Because the guy had like a, a a sleeping bag or something. Yeah, I'm, outside. But yeah. he was he had clearly been waiting for Bernie. Was it because he was waiting to get paid? That that was my takeaway. I have to pay attention to that. I don't know, man. But there's, yeah, there's so many things that happen in this movie, and like you said, it's so 80s, and indicative of 80s movies like this. They kind of require you to make leaps with them mm-hmm. of like, oh, no, like, and I don't know if it's something that like this is shit that happened a lot in the 80s. So people were able to kind of make that jump like, oh, yeah, this shit happened a lot in the 80s where people would like camp out outside your home because they were <laughs> trying to collect something. Yeah. That shit doesn't happen now. You, no. get, it, you get it through email. Um, <laughs> but but no, yeah, they they knocked both these guys out. Uh, and then, yeah, that, that little kid comes around. He's got, like, a realistic-looking gun, yes. and it's like a, a water gun. So you would think that that's setting something up for later. Like, that gun is going to come into play later on. Doesn't. No. Th- that kid, maybe he plays into, he factors in later on. He's, he's Doesn't. just there to, uh, for, for the gag, for the gag of a dead man being buried in sand and then <laughs> vacuuming. That is kind of a funny shot as they're vacuuming it off, and then <laughs> and he, the like, toupee. vacuums his, his mustache. Like, he's just yes. going all over his face. Oh, my God. Poor Terry Kaiser and his stunt slash body doubles. Or, like, or yeah, 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 yeah. Like it wouldn't surprise me if there were actual people killed on the f- making of this movie. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, you, you, you know which ones are him. Yes, and and you can tell where they threw like the dummy in for, for when it was time for like when he's in the wagon and it's time yes. to like you know okay bump the head. <laughs> the head is bumping along there. Uh, you know, oh. there there was one stunt though that it's obviously Terry Kaiser, mm-hmm. and then you're like wow. That's dangerous. You know, that's a dangerous, that's just a dangerous maneuver. And it's when they first pick him up, when they first find him and they, you know, they think he's still alive. They just think he's drugged up and they get him under, you know, they have, they're under his each arm yep. and they walk him over to the couch and they just take a header into that couch. Fuck, he could have broken, broken his, his neck because he's basically upside down at that point. And yes. he has to maintain that position until they, that's got to be tough. I don't, have you ever had to play? Something on stage, like lifeless, on, yeah. Yeah, 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 and and, and that's hard. You're, yeah, because you're you you want to try to control your weight a little bit so that you land properly, but and you've got to trust, like you go wrong. You've got to trust what the other actors are doing, but you have very little control of how yeah. it is that you're landing. I think he had he he uh, took some injuries. Yeah, during the I, I would movie. believe that. I would believe that because coked out Andrew McCarthy is all over the fucking place. <laughs> he's so spindly. The two of them can barely support poor Terry Kaiser's weight. No. 
it, it, it screams of there are like some set pieces in this movie that scream of like we have no idea what we want to do here um so let's get them on a boat the, where where are they going on that boat i what have no idea i intention? thought were they trying to get back to manhattan uh, that's what it seemed like. It's like they're, they're they had in, missed the ferry. They're in like the Hamptons. And then they realize, oh, he has a boat. We can go. <laughs> and yet, they just seem to be circling around. And, and then by the time they the, the boat runs out of gas and they have to use his body as a flotation device to uh-huh. get back, they're not that far away. What? Again, all happens with like within 36 hours. I want to point something out to you. Mm-hmm. That at the very end of the movie, mm. they ask Andrew McCarthy's character. They're like, Larry, do you want to come on back with us? And he's like, no, I'm probably going to stay here, hang out at Bernie's. <laughs> So why the fuck wouldn't they just call the goddamn cops in the first place and say, hey, we came on out here, our boss is dead? Because their logic was... Uh, they might think we had any we had something to do with it. Why would they think you had anything to do with it? Yes. Call the cops. They'll come get the body. Obviously, it's not an issue for you to stay at this house in this world we've created for yeah. this movie. Eh, it and would have been a crime scene by you that could, point. You could, it's a crime scene now. <laughs> as far as the by the end of the movie, it's a crime scene now. Yeah, but they're wheeling the body away, and I mean it, it's a close. It's an open shut case because hey, here's the the assassin who uh-huh. we've captured. But would he die? But wouldn't no 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 no. He, they had him. In they a took him away in the paddy wagon. But wouldn't right. it have been an uh, open and shut case anyway? Because they had drugs on him. He had drugs on his on his person. Yeah, there could have been some foul play with the. I, I can't believe I'm apologizing. For are this you movie. are you are making excuses <laughs> for this movie? I will make an excuse for that point. Uh, uh-huh. And and then everything happened so quickly. By the time they realize that he's actually dead and not just drugged up, people start coming in and they have to hide it. It gets out of control. You know, that whole roaming party comes in. Yeah. I could see how things... However, it doesn't excuse the fact that uh, Jonathan Silverman, Silverman, I don't know why I have trouble saying his name, uh, is is totally about to call the cops, and then Pussy shows up. Yeah. And he's now going to uh, tacitly commit a crime, I guess, or at least impede justice um, yeah. for some for some strange, yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. How quickly... For, for crazy eyes. <laughs> for crazy eyes. Yeah. Again, uh, not... Painting it like this is a threes company, and then he flips out because Bernie's like been washed up with the tide. Yeah. Um, perfect. That's perfect. Hey, right? oh, there you go. Yeah, Le- why not let it happen? Alibi. That's exactly. You've got a witness. You've got a witness. We were on this date, officers. We, we were just uh, making out on the beach. Holy fuck, Gwen! Isn't that Bernie? Movie's over. Holy shit, that's Bernie! Help me get him. Yeah. Let's call the cops. Bam. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Yeah, because who would have been the last? people to see him everybody at the party everybody at the party that had been like bernie was at the party we all saw him there you go man (laughs) this movie is 45 (laughs) minutes shorter (laughs) which would have been fucking great Uh, oh but then you don't get to to work in uh, necrophilia into this movie which i believe that was gonna be my next note (laughs) which is is what are you talking about i'm sure kevin smith stole this Uh completely i think so to put it into clerks absolutely with caitlin brie i think it was the caitlin brie character Mm -hmm. that's right who had sex in the back of the quick up mm-hmm. with the dead guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when this happens, which that character is completely like out of control, that character, where she comes in and she's she's all pissed off. Mascara she, running, she's yeah, been crying. Yeah, and she threatens Richard and Larry, and then she's got a knife and she goes upstairs, ends up having sex with Bernie, and then leaves. Doesn't try to talk with him or anything. No. Just leaves. How do you suppose that would have played out upstairs? Like, there's a lifeless person there. You're, she's yelling at him. It gets sexual. Again, there's a lot of scenarios here that I don't think are plausible. Needed a little more creativity. Well, and 
we didn't get to see the scene where Richard and Larry go back upstairs and zip Bernie back up. Oh, good call. Right? Oh, yeah. Deleted scenes. <laughs> where they're like, oh, she fucked him. Like, what? Oh, man, we're going to have to. Yeah, for all we know, he was naked by yeah. the time they walked back in there. Yeah. It's a good call. So they didn't, they didn't fix him back up. Um, <laughs> Poor guy. The, uh, the, the, the boats, when they take the boat out, because mm-hmm. we were talking about that earlier, we're yeah. like, we were like, well, where were they going to take that boat? They take the boat out. Okay. Um, boats don't like forward and reverse as fast <laughs> as as this boat was that Andrew McCarthy was driving. And yet, why is he so confident in his skills? He's like, oh, boat! I was born on a boat. I was born on a boat, and he, he has no idea what he's doing. There's Seconds no- later, he's asking for the for the brake. Where's the brake on this thing? There, yeah, there is no brake, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hated these two guys. They're right. Yeah, thank you. They're they're. You want to root for them, but they give you no reason. They to. give you no reason to. In fact, One, that that's why we go back to that assassin where we're like, he's the most sympathetic character. <laughs> I know in this because movie. He thinks he's going crazy. He, he's he's killed the same person three times now. Yes. Um. Yeah. But, so so on that boat scene, you ever, you ever you have any friends with boats? You ever been on a boat? Yeah. Been on a lake? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you probably know there's a lot of rules. Uh-huh. Uh, boat people are very stringent about their rules, and if one person is breaking the, first of all, there's a, there's a wake zone, a no wake zone, right, within, uh, and there's usually like security or there's some cop on the lake. Always, how there's quickly? Always, everybody is like policing everybody else. Yes, when so you're on a lake, within the span of like five minutes, they throw an anchor. Almost <laughs> hit some pedestrians uh-huh. on another boat. Yeah, crash a a glass coffee table. Yeah. Uh, what else did they do? They they hit another boat. They ram oh, yeah. another they, docked they, boat. They ram another boat. They knock over a couple of fishermen. These guys they almost get they almost get ran over by a yacht. Yeah. Oh they yeah, run that's right. Through its wake. Yeah, they're playing like a little Mexican standoff chicken with the uh, with yeah. the, the oncoming yacht. Oh yeah. They would have been like there would have been a swarm of police boats. Uh, but there was only one policeman on the uh, on the island, Ed. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> oh, yes. only Ed. Poor Ed. Uh now and the thing is like they're 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 morons though. Like they they have the boat. This boat obviously only had one speed. And it was like full speed. That was the only speed this boat had. And they could never slow down. Like it was, Richard, look out. And Mm -hmm. they couldn't just, hey, let's just slow it down. Let's go moderate pace. And just, let's just fucking go a slow speed. (laughs) And then they run out of gas and have to do an homage to Jaws. Yes. And paddle it back Uh, to the island. No, they're losers. They're complete losers. Uh, Aside from the fact, well... The only redeemable quality Jonathan Silverman has is that he's good with numbers. He's, yeah. he's good with calculations. And that never that never actually I'm good with calculations. <laughs> and that never actually comes back to play at all in this movie. Yeah. Neither yeah. one of these guys has like a specialty that like helps them in some kind of situation in this movie. Well, p- panicking is their specialty. <laughs> panicking. So so just bludgeoning strangers over the head. And somehow Andrew McCarthy's the one that like ends up getting them out of trouble at the end of this movie. He thwarts the assassin, mm-hmm. wraps him up in the, the wire and then the cold cocks him, knocks him out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's the hero. These two don't deserve to get out of trouble. I, right? Yeah, there's got to be some some change of heart. They they don't learn as far as they're concerned they got off scot free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he gets the girl. He get the Andrew McCarthy gets the vacation he wanted. What I want to know is what happens to the suitcase of money. Mm, where did that? Right. Where did all of that go? They find that suitcase of money with the planted note because yeah. Bernie has written this note. This is an, this is another thing that you wouldn't be able to get away with. Not now. Making this movie. Nope, not now. Pretty insensitive, especially with all the De- not Derek Jeter. 
What's his name? Derek Jeter. I do that all the time. <laughs> the Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Jesus. <laughs> or Caitlin, whatever his, her name is now. Um, like I'm being insensitive and describing how insensitive this movie is. But yeah, so the the story that Bernie has concocted where he's going to have these two murders. Oh, it's it's a it's a, a lover's quarrel, a murder-suicide. Uh-huh. And he's written this note where Jen- Jonathan Silverman says he's found Andrew McCarthy cheating, right? And uh, if I can't have, no one can. It was Andrew McCarthy. And, and that he, had, he all this money was for his sex. Oh, it was change, for him. But he yeah, found, he yeah, had yeah, the money. And was cheating on him because he was going to have a sex change operation. And then it turned into this whole. Why am I the one that was going to have the sex change? Yeah, exactly. And they get ooked out. Larry, about it. no one's going to have the sex change, <laughs> huh? What's Snaggletooth in this movie? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Transgender, even. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that you wouldn't be able to in the in the remake. Uh, they'd have to to write that. Although I guess it does do a good job of painting Bernie as uh, as as the bad guy. He was like He's so sleazy. As bad as these two were, he was even worse. You know what? It's kind of sad that the most fun character in the movie gets killed he off gets halfway killed. through. Yeah, because he's he he's he a joy. fucking chews up the scenery. That nervous laugh that he does when he's when yes. he's ha- when he's uh, meeting with the mobster and oh yeah, and he's like good 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 good. good. We're gonna have a lot of fun. I think we're gonna have a lot of fun doing this. Fun. Oh, he's so creepy. <laughs> yes, he's really good. He's he's great. And his performance just as as, as the, the corpse. Dead body. There's a lot of work that goes into what he's doing. Watching it again, I had a new appreciation for that because yeah, he's he's doing a lot of his own stunts. Uh-huh. We can assume. Yeah. Um, uh, I I do feel like I feel like these guys all like graduated from the. Like the obnoxious best friend from the dandruff commercial, like <laughs> acting school, like they they they're ever announcing what it is that they're doing on screen. Like when Jonathan Silverman falls out of the boat, Andrew McCarthy's like, "Oh no, man overboard! Oh yeah, coming back around. Yep. Here I come, mm-hmm. coming over to you, throwing the anchor overboard." Like he's ever <laughs> announcing what he's doing. And I mean, it's you want to pull your hair out, and that's why Joel, like watching this movie again, yeah. like I, I, I couldn't stand it. The, I didn't know why I liked it when I was a kid. His, uh, well, we were kids. It is, but it's, people, but the, my family, like my my the adults in my family, like this was a movie that people liked back in the day. Yeah, and I don't understand why. I, I don't. It's probably the first mainstream dark comedy. Like there was no such thing as. This back then, right? It was a, it was a taboo thing to touch on that, like, wow, these guys were running around with a dead guy, like, yes, uh, and having sex with it. Not them, but, uh, <laughs> but somebody, somebody had sex yeah, with it. And Andrew McCarthy, his like his idea of hitting on women or the way that he goes after women, <laughs> he just walks what up to was strangers. It with Andrew and he's McCarthy like, back in the day, like doing movies with mannequins and dead people. Oh, that's a good. Oh, I didn't make that connection. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Oh, one of some. That's odd. A, a, little in, uh, a, a little truth peeking through. Yeah, I know, right? Veritas. <laughs> Cinema Veritas. No. Um, what are my other notes? Is there any other notes. kind of Veritas? <laughs> <laughs> Not on this podcast. In Vino. In Vino Veritas. I have, uh, I have nothing else. We've gone through my notes. Cause yeah, these guys are douches. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, Still fun. I didn't. Movie. I had no fun. No, really, really not watching it again. I had no fun watching this movie again. I I sat there stone faced. I sat there with the reaction <laughs> I thought I was going to have when uh. Jeff and I watched Spy, uh, because I've had I've been out on Melissa McCarthy for a long time, uh. and uh, one of our longtime listeners, Ryan Jenkins, mm-hmm. has. Uh, you know, he he asked me about what I thought about the new Ghostbusters movie. You mm-hmm. know, what's going on yeah. with Ghostbusters? And I was like, you know what, uh, I've got. I, I'm not feeling too good about it. And it has Me nothing neither. to do with it being all female. 
it's about Paul Feig and Melissa McCarthy. I'm so done with these two doing movies together. I wish that they would just, I wish they would work with other people. And he's like, have you seen Spy yet? And I was like, no. Uh, Tammy was the straw that broke the camel's yeah. back. And he's like, Identity actually, theft. I have it on good authority from a friend. And he, he linked me to a, one of his friends. He's like, I've got it on good authority from this friend of mine that it's actually a movie that would reinstill your faith on you know, uh-huh. that, that Ghostbusters is in good hands. And so I looked at his buddy, and I guess you can call it Facebook stalking, but I clicked on the name, <laughs> and I looked at his likes to see what movies he likes. Uh-huh. And Similar? It's very similar. Ooh. And so I was like, maybe we should check this movie out. And I was very pleased with it. That'll be next uh, week's afternoon delights? Yeah, that'll be next week's oh, afternoon delight. Wait. And so I was very pleased with the movie. And and so I was like, okay, you know, let's... That that's, that's that that sounds good. I can't remember where I was going with this story. Um, you were talking about um, uh, backtrack. Okay, Melissa McCarthy. Not where was her? Where was I going with that? Feig. I had a point. Um, that oh 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 that was the oh, the feeling that I had going into Spy. Oh, was that I wasn't going to have fun with this. I know I'm not going to have fun with this. And going into re- rewatching this, I was like, no, I remember this movie. This was fun. And the feeling I had watching this movie the entire oh. time was just like. Oh, but even um, huh? Wow, wow! The <laughs> script is really bad. No, you're right. This I, is a really bad script. Like, I, why are we spending so much time building this relationship between oh, so Jonathan boring. Silverman Who and cares? this girl? Like, we I get don't it. Care he wants pussy. This. Let's move on. Yeah. We don't have to make it seem like anything sweeter than it is. He wants to get laid. They, they make it abundantly clear. I love that scene when he takes her out of the date at, at the beginning, and they're walking home uh-huh. next to the dumpsters, dumpsters, and the the you know the trucks going off, the beeping. And they're trying to have a conversation. And they cross all the T's and dot all the I's when it's like, oh, I wish you would have asked me out sooner. This is my last day. Yeah. It's like, well, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, this is my last night. I'm leaving tomorrow to go back to, well, right. whatever. Can we? No. They shut every door. Every door. To let yep. you know this is his last chance to get laid. And that's those are the stakes. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, that's not very. This You guys aren't going to get married and have kids in a, a couple of years. It's, it's You're cl- trying to get some strange before she goes back to it's, school. It's sloppy. Let's call it what it is. It's sloppy. However. It's, it's sloppy in its convenience. Y- yes, very yeah. much so. Uh, but I still. Okay, yes. I'm, I'm not going to defend the script. I'm not going to defend you know some of the characterizations in the story. But the joy, if you can call it joy, comes from see, it's the physical comedy. No. You can't tell me that every time, like they're hiding behind the couch, and every time Bernie's head just like pops up, and he's got that little smirk on, and he's got the sunglasses. The way they use him as as a prop, they're peeking around corners, and it's like one head, two head, and then Bernie's head comes around. Uh, him hitting the his head on the buoy as they. Like I'm, I'm call me childish, but, but I still laugh okay, out loud at a lot of that But that's like stuff. that's that's trying to that's seeing the the forest from the trees. Okay, you know, like did I like the movie? No. Do I do I like slapstick <laughs> comedy? Yes. It's done well like, in this. But that doesn't mean that I like this movie. I like slapstick comedy. I like the performance. I like the Bernie slapstick comedy. I like the physical comedy. Mm. Uh, I like the talent that it takes to perform to be a dead guy. Yeah. That's being dragged. You know, to to be manipulated. I, I appreciate that for what it is. I appreciate what what this plot is for this movie. You know, what what's sitting at the heart of this movie is, okay, the challenge is we need to tell a story about a guy uh, who has been murdered. Yeah. But these two people have to still play it off like he's still alive for some kind of other, to, yeah. to achieve some other goal. Could have been done better. It, 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 yes, it could have been done better, and it should have been done better. Uh, yeah, and And... 
I'm not pleased. <laughs> Going back and watching it, I'm not pleased with the way that it was executed. Uh, I, I appreciate what the plot is. I just don't appreciate how it was executed. Better than Weekend at Bernie's 2, though. We can at least agree I don't know. That, right? What? I don't know. Dude. I, Weekend at I'm Bernie's trying 2. To think, I'm trying to think about what the plot for Weekend at Bernie's 2 was. Wasn't that the one where he, like he had a curse put on him? There's a curse And every put time he hears him. music, he gets animated? And he does that little that's, stupid dance? That's no. brilliant. No. It was that's so amazing. It took, it, it took what was a semi-plausible... Uh, concept semi plausible. Uh, it could have been could have been tweaked a little bit to ju- just this is fantastical and unrealistic. And that's now, what this now needs. there's like superstitious. You know that's what this needs though. Nah. It needs something like I that. Was so I was embarrassed for everybody involved in that in that <laughs> sequel. Maybe because, we should do that because one. this one is like I said, like I said at the beginning of this podcast. That one, like that, to have like someone put a mystical like voodoo curse on a dead body so that way it dances to the location <laughs> of hidden pirate gold every time it hears that music. Is so awful. That's awful in a beautiful mm. editing bay kind of way. Whereas mm. this is bad in just a boring way. This is I, like, I, like if you looked at the amount of notes that we had, it was just like yeah, true. Eh. Once like it wasn't even fun. It, this movie isn't even fun for me to criticize. Yeah. Whereas Weekend of Bernie's Two is like that's fun to tear apart. We'll like have to do it sometimes. Okay, what what coked out fucking maniac <laughs> was like? Okay, so they still have the dead body. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're still hanging out with this corpse. Yes, somehow, and it, it, it dances now every time it still hears music. His, yeah, right. That's beautiful. Some fucking mm. guy in a boardroom sold that idea to somebody. Someone was like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like what we're doing here. We're making jazz now. We're making jazz. What was it with with? We were obsessed with like finding gold in in shitty sequels. They did it with City <laughs> yes. Slickers too. Yes. Like, why does everything have to be about finding a secret map that'll take you to? And I guess to some extent, the Goonies maybe. The Goonies, yeah. We were riding high on gold and dead people. That's right. One eyed <laughs> Willie. It's my memoirs. <laughs> Uh, right, but still on golden dead people. <laughs> once they, uh, once they got to the island, once they got actually two Bernies, the name, the movie's namesake. Yeah, uh, it was fun, man. I liked all yeah. the little. I liked him rigging his arm up. Hey, girls, how you doing? <laughs> Pulling yeah. a string, like the the cart chase. Oh, oh yeah, the where they're in the hot rod <laughs> cart <laughs> that he had a Porsche. Just was a that Porsche. like a Porsche go kart? Yeah, yeah, so funny. That was weird. Did you like to? You just liked all the scattered ass on the beach. No, because like, I'm not attracted to like '80s women. I, no. None of the. I'm telling you, all those women are grandmothers. We, when now. We're, we were talking about No Holds Barred last week. Yeah. And who was the hot chick that they got for that movie? Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty. He was very pretty. If you can get past the facial hair. Oh yeah, brother. A tight ass. Give him that. <laughs> Rip him. We got to Rip him. You. Uh, it's right. a whole new meeting to that. Do we have Do we have any other notes on this? These are all my that's notes. It. That's it. I've, that's all I've got. What did Weekend at Bernie's do right, Joel? It's, it's what I just mentioned: the physical comedy, the slapstick, the 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 the, the what would you call that? The blocking, I guess, yeah, um, yeah. Of, of some yeah. of the scenes. It uh-huh. was it was nicely done. That house that they're in, the choreography. The house is good. You that house see. is really well done for filming. Uh, it it's is a beautiful, a, house. a very a, a great house. To, to film a movie in, mm-hmm. especially to, to have a whole lot of dynamic action. Yep, they used it well. Uh-huh. I, I agree with that. I, I agree with you. I think the uh, the choreography for, for Bernie, the physical comedy, uh, I thought that was, I thought the work there mm-hmm. was really well done. Uh, what I thought the movie did wrong was I think that it let that aspect down. I thought mm. that, uh, unfortunately, it didn't um, it didn't live up to what they were building with that physical comedy. Yeah, and I, 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 I thought the... Specifically, the Andrew McCarthy character. Yeah, uh, 
we, I, I will kind of give you Jonathan Silverman. Dude's trying to get laid. Dude's been pining after this girl for a while. Uh, Bernie's already dead. The cops are going to find out anyway. What's another 12 hours? Andrew McCarthy, go like this is beyond just, oh, we're just going to have a good time for a weekend to where he you know he's he's he takes joy in manipulating this corpse. Yeah. <laughs> here's and the, to what end? Just and, so he can en- is he really enjoying his weekend? I have no idea. Here's, trotting this corpse around? Here's the weird thing about all of this is the fact that Andrew McCarthy was the big name back then. He was the and big man. And going yeah. back and looking back on it, you're like, "Wow, Jonathan Silverman actually turns in like a very honest and like uh, uh an honest performance in this movie." They do comedy well. And it's a shame that they didn't actually just take the time and figure out, like, okay, this Jonathan Silverman kid is pretty good. Let's see if we could find somebody who's got some chemistry with him. Instead oh, you don't think this, they had chemistry? No. I don't I don't think they did. I thought they played I, I thought off was, of each other I well. Thought, I thought it was horribly forced Interesting. between the two of them. I didn't think that they played off. I, I feel like uh, every time they were, like, especially when they were sharing a scene with one another, yeah. I felt like Jonathan Silverman was like, get this fucking maniac away from me. <laughs> I could see that. There could have been maybe a little bit of ego because yeah. Andrew McCarthy was definitely the bright star in this at the time in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that. Like, whenever they're in a scene together, Jonathan Silverman's always, like, looking off into the distance. But that's his and character. Not, and not looking at Andrew McCarthy. Oh, and it's almost, really? like, it's almost like he's looking off in the distance like, Someone fucking get this coked up maniac <laughs> away from me. Like Andrew McCarthy's ever like, and one of the one of the examples of it is as Gwen and and Richard are walking down to the beach at the very end of the movie. Yeah. Andrew McCarthy comes running up and like just kind of like throws his weight on them, yeah. and I feel like he's always doing that in the movie. Yeah. And I bet that annoyed the piss <laughs> out of everybody. Like just fucking stop Settle touching down. us. Just. <laughs> Stop touching us. Uh, uh, all right. So if we were to remake Weekend at Bernie's yeah. uh, nowadays, how would we go ahead and do that? I recast one, two, three, four, five. I was going to say there's really only five main characters in this movie yeah. that, that deserve to be recast. Unless you're going for the – you didn't do the, the mobster's girlfriend, did you? Nope, or the mobster? Nope, nope, yep. nope, nope. I did the hitman, Bernie, Gwen, and our two heroes. Do you want a, do you want a ping pong Do you want recast? a ping pong? Yeah, 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 we could do yeah, that. Yeah, woohoo! Uh-huh. You want to go first? Uh, Sure. Polly? Polly the hitman, mm-hmm. going to be played by somebody we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, Andrew no. Dice The Dice Clay. Man. Yes. Nice. Holy shit. You know what? He'd be good, too. Uh-huh. Especially nowadays. You see him in, what was that Woody Allen movie? Uh, uh, the yeah, Blue yeah, Jasmine. Yeah, 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 Blue Jasmine. And yep. he, he he played a dra- dramatic role uh-huh. fairly well. Not, not that he would have to do that here, but. Well, I mean, he, he's got to act. <laughs> he's he got to play some do levels. his character. He would have to play some 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 layers He'd on this. He'd have to dr- yeah, uh, gradually slow, get. Slowly lose his mind. Slow burn. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's better than mine, but I still like mine, which would have been uh, Steve Buscemi. That's good. He, he's already playing a gangster in that uh, HBO show. Did you ever see the movie uh, Things to Do in Denver when you're dead? Mm-mm. He, oh, man, you should see that I movie. I need to, I know. It's a really it's good on my flick, list. and he plays a hitman in that. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah there you go. How about Gwen? Is Gwen next yes. on you? Yeah. Gwen. That's such an 80s name, too. Gwen. Uh-huh. What a hot chick is named Gwen nowadays. Yeah. Apologies to our hot Gwen listeners. Gwen Stefani. Uh, okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's the only one <laughs> There's I There's my answer. Up. No, but that's that's one enough. It's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, I went with uh, Amelia Clark from uh, yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because she could maybe elevate this character a little bit. Because uh-huh. really she's just like a pretty face who's kind of dumb that she's she's being dragged around and not. I don't know. 
What does it take for this girl to believe that Bernie's actually dead? <laughs> like know. seeing his lifeless corpse. That's actually, not even then. Do. That was all she had to do. But then Richard or Larry got rid of the body. He dumped yeah. the body so she couldn't see it. That's true. And ruined their good thing that they had going on. <laughs> but of it, playing Monopoly. It's not until he gets shot before her eyes that uh, she she. Coronoto. <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay, my Gwen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a favorite of Jeff and I's. Ooh. Allison Brie. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh, she would have been great. She got those eye eyes, Allison. and uh, and I think that she plays that that you know that girl next door. Yes, that that, that, that girl Innocence. that you could be pining for at work Aww. until you know you finally work up the courage to ask her out. She's attainable, but then at the same time, she's also like just super, just drop dead gorgeous. But she was she was this character was fairly aggressive in this movie and, because John Allison Brie can totally be aggressive. Yeah, as yeah, well. yeah. I see that nicely done. Yeah. Uh, well, do we want? Do, what, where do we want to go? Do we want to go Larry and Richard? Let's or do save we Bernie, do Bernie for last. Save Bernie for last. So let's do okay. the Jonathan Silverman character, Richard Parker. Richard, his name is Richard Parker. Richard isn't Parker, it? <laughs> the, the tiger from uh, Life of Pi. <laughs> yes. No way. Yes, sir. Wow. Richard Parker. He is not a tiger. So he's he's not that tiger. But I went with someone who played another Parker. Ooh. He played Peter Parker in the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, Andrew the new Garfield. One. Nicely done. Yes, because he can play kind of that that. He's high like strung, the, the high manic. strung straight man, but also has a little bit of humor in there. Very good. Yeah. My version of that is I'm gonna fuck this guy's name up. Uh, Jay Baruchel, Baruchel, Jay Baruchel, Baruchel from uh-huh. uh, This Is the End <laughs> and The Sorcerer's Apprentice, and that's pretty much it, right? And he's also, no, he's, but he does he's the, voice the voice of, of uh, How to Train Your How Dragon, to Train Your Dragon, yeah. and uh, you, he's very recognizable voice. But I, I think of him, I think of that archetype when uh, when, when I see him. Yeah, uh, and. As long as you have someone like that, I'm going to jump right to my Andrew McCarthy. Larry they, Wilson. Oh, that is his name. What generic names. Yeah. Richard Parker and Larry Wilson. Richard Parker. <laughs> Every time you say that. <laughs> um, so I also. Every time I, when we were going back to Jurassic World, every time that guy who runs the park, every time he'd show up, I'd be like, pissing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I like that character. I wish they would have kept him around a little yeah, longer. Yeah, I do too. It was kind of like and not time to get rid of the brown guy. Well, like, and after they uh, they uh, chuck off gun to the hell out of oh, I'm, I'm I fly helicopters now. Two days now. from getting my license. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I wonder how he's gonna die. Spoiler alert. Um, so instead Pissing. of Andrew McCarthy, <laughs> uh, so since we have Jay Baruchel, Baruchel, uh-huh. Baruchel, Jay Baruchel. How about get somebody else from that movie? It's cliche, but God damn it, James Franco. Love it. As the Andrew McCarthy character. Almost went that way. With that smile. Yeah. Uh-huh. Somebody had to, and if you if you had done that, I had a backup. I almost went a Franco. I almost went Dave Franco. I was going to say, you could have done Dave Franco. Yeah, he was my backup. Franco. Instead, I went with someone who's also worked with Dave Franco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Zac Efron to play oh, Larry Wilson. Interesting. Yeah, because I think Zac Efron's funny as hell. You know what? And he, yeah, more of a pretty boy. Uh-huh. And I uh, could see him in that role. A lot more of a pretty boy. I think that I'd like him to be, you know, uh, I want him to be a good-looking guy, mm-hmm. someone that I can buy, like, you know, kind of being able to get some tail on a beach. Yeah. But also, you know, I want to see him kind of be a little bit of a, a loose cannon. Interesting. To, to Andrew Garfield's, like, straight-laced. You know, if you're going to have Andrew Garfield play, like, the... <clears throat> the neurotic one. You need to have somebody who's going to be like the hey, just yeah. chill out. You know, just just relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Zach Efron could guy totally to do, do that. Uh-huh. Nicely done. Well, that brings us to Bernie. That brings us to Bernie. You um, want to go first? Yeah, I think I think I'm going to go. You first. have a good one. All right. I do. Ha- I think I have a good one. Oh shit! I thought outside the box a little bit on this. Oh, and actually, I did this before today. <gasps> um, so Bernie, a little bit of a it. It's kind, of, it's kind of an androgynous name. It doesn't have to be a man or a woman. What are you doing? So Bernie 
is going to be Bernice. What? Weekend, weekend at Bernice's? Well, it's still going to be Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, yeah. So Bernie Lomax, played by Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> because After all the shit you just talked about. Yep, it. because this film is going to be directed by Paul Feig. I needed a director, and I couldn't think of anybody that could direct a movie <laughs> like this. Like Paul Feig. I'm like, he could do a movie like this. This is kind of in his wheelhouse. Uh, and so uh, I was like, who's a good physical female comedian yes. that also fits that age range right now? Oh, my now? God. And I think Melissa McCarthy, yeah, she kind of fits that. That and would actually that would work out. And also, she doesn't have to say a whole lot. Not that she isn't a good actress, <laughs> but she doesn't have to, you know, yeah. we don't have to hear a whole lot of, like, oh my obnoxious gosh. dialogue from her. So I think that would be actually be pretty good. And the, and the fact that she's... Well, overweight. We could say overweight. We could right? say that. It I think we could say that. I think that that helps add a with, whole new element. That's that's added to the physical comedy elements to her past <laughs> films. No, and I don't mean that in a funny way. No, Jeff no, and I, uh, Jeff yeah. and I actually talked about that. Like she's always played like these physical comedy mm-hmm. elements. She's great, and it's always been based on her weight. So now you're playing off of that again yeah. in this in this kind of respect. And I I bet she could pull off because she did that identity theft movie uh-huh. where she was kind of the the the, the bad guy, yeah, uh, so to speak. Although I'm, I'm guessing from the trailers that she comes around. She, she comes has a change around. of heart. Heart, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Of course. With the heart of gold. Uh, I didn't think as far outside the box as you did that <laughs> box. Um, but <laughs> I figured a role like this, I don't think Terry Kaiser gets enough credit because this is a really tough role to do, to be like sleazy and, and, and be the, the CEO or whatever he was of that company, be, you know, c- command a room, and then have to do this physical comedy uh, and writing that line between, you know, seriousness. Mm-hmm. Um, Picture, if you will, Brian Cranston as oh, I as will. Bernie. I will picture Brian Cranston often. How funny would that be? I love just him. like a lifeless Brian <clears throat> Cranston being propped up by these two kids. So like Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yes, he dies halfway through that movie too. Yes. And so like Godzilla. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian Cranston's my Bernie in this remake. And this is all directed by, since we have Jay Burchell and James Franco, how about Evan Goldberg, the director of This is the End? Very good. Yeah, very good. All right. Comedy. If you've got any thoughts of recasting for Weekend at Bernie's, or if you've got any thoughts about the movie that we didn't touch on, uh, because this is one of our uh, probably quickest episodes. Uh, on time. I would yeah, call it on, on time. On time. Yeah. You can go ahead and uh, and write us on Facebook. Find us on Facebook in the search bar. Put in the editing bay. Find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That is us. That's where you comment back. Let us know what you think about our episodes. If there's something that you want us to watch, uh, that's where you'll put our put your suggestions. And uh, and we're trying to listen to you as uh, as much as humanly we possible. We do. We do. But we've also got episodes that are, or movies that we would like to talk about. Yeah. You know, because this is a, a a project of passion for us as well. And and we have movies that's that right. we really want to share with you. Yeah. Uh, but if you do have something that you want us to watch, go ahead and put your suggestions there and uh, and we'll take a look and put it on our list. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. Uh, although, before I get to that, it's like, uh, to, to go with your analogy, it's like what they say about praying. You know, it's not like... Uh, We've God. got to pray just to make it today. <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, you know, when they say you pray and your prayers aren't answered, it's, it's not that your prayers weren't answered. It's just sometimes the answer is no. And sometimes <laughs> when you recommend movies... You got to thank we'll God. Add them to the list. Sometimes you thank God for unanswered prayers. That's right. Ooh, thank God. <laughs> thank, Remember thank, that from? Uh, thank God. Oh God. Part you you one, devil. Up. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Jesus. Our website is www.editingbay.com. <laughs> don't forget that ing in there. dot com. Uh, if you want to see me in a larger picture of the woman with the bleeding eyes, that's what is, will greet you on the homepage, as well as links to our social media uh, outings. We got Facebook link, and then our link to our Twitter handle, which is at the editing 
Bay, right? Yeah. At the editing bay. At the editing bay. So follow us there. Bookmark the website and uh, interact with us on the Facebook page. Yeah, you can also uh, follow the empty Twitter, uh, George's Goiter. <laughs> George's Goiter. We're up to we're, eight now, I saw. Still, still haven't done anything. <laughs> My brother texted me, like he just took a, a screenshot of that and uh, texted me, t- texted it to me, and it was just like, wow. Like, this is the funniest thing I've seen. It was the thumbnail that got him. I, just, I, just, I, we, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know if we're supposed to like. Well, we have to get more, we have to get into the double digits as far as followers go. Yeah, I just don't know what, what we do with it like do we do we use it as like as if we are george lucas's goiter or <laughs> is that like another editing bay like hey here's some news about movies i have mm. no idea what we would do with that. i think we need to give it a personality um guys if you get us on your uh, your podcasting app on your uh, apple device i'm gonna ask you to go ahead and give us a review and a rating uh that would be fantastic uh, you go ahead and pull up the search function put in uh next wave radio that'll bring up all of our shows uh, and you go ahead and just click on one and put in, you know, just a, a God, what is it? I'm going to bring it up right now. We're going to do this in real time right now. Uh-huh. going to bring up the podcasting app. Boom. They make it overly complicated. They do make it overly complicated. So bring up the podcasting app. Go to search. And I've got Next Wave Radio in the search bar. Hit search. Boom, 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 boom. And then we click on, oh, look, editing bay. And then you go to reviews in the center. There's going to be something that says details, reviews, and related. Click on reviews, and then you'll see, bam, write a review. Click on that, write a little review. Yeah. And then there's also uh, give a rating. And you can do that. Give the four, four stars, five stars, mm-hmm. five-star review. Please. Uh, that would be much appreciated because, obviously, we want to do another live show here. Uh, and in order to do that, we need some sponsors, and they get impressed by all the reviews and the ratings. Mm-hmm. And while you're doing that for the editing bay, we would appreciate it if you do it for all the Next Wave Radio shows. Absolutely. MVP with uh, Matt and Danny. Congratulations to Danny uh, getting married this past weekend. What? Oh, yeah. It was a beautiful ceremony no on the rooftop of the post office downtown Dallas, uh, surrounded by all the buildings. It was really cool because there were some people in the surrounding buildings. They put signs up in their windows. Congratulations. Aww. Just married. It was really cool. cool. Nobody tried to take um, a folding chair. No, his head no, nobody tried to do this. No, but it was it was a really cool ceremony. It was gorgeous. Congratulations, him. He was out this week, so uh, my uh, my girlfriend and I joined Matthew Ooh. on MVP this past week. I can't wait. Where we talk about A Rod and his three thousandth hit, and uh, some NBA controversy and some WWE. So you can listen to the uh, the most valuable podcast MVP. Give them a rating and review. Uh, you can listen to uh, my comic life with Jeff and Sam. Give them a review. Yeah. Eight big gladiators with Jeff, Jay, and John, uh, and we are the editing base. So next week, we are going to be just uh, flying into the 4th of July week. It is. It's Independence Day. And we've already done ID4, so we can't do Independence Day. But we are going to be talking about a very patriotic movie. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to get you all fired up for America. Uh Uh-oh. Patriotic spirit. So worried, Joe. You shouldn't be worried, because we're also going to be bringing in a guest. Yes. Longtime friend. Matt Doden. Matt, he's Matt gonna, Doden. Matt Doden. I do that every time. He's, yes. He's going to be coming in to talk to us about a little movie called Armageddon. Fuck yes. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, which, uh, wow, we which, haven't done that. Yes. You can find uh, Jeff where, where's Armageddon's on HBO Go right now. Oh, my God. So if you want to stream it on that and... Uh, and watch that before the episode next week. I don't think I've seen it since it came to DVD. Like 10 years? Join us. Years? Join us next week. The Bible calls this day Armageddon. <laughs> uh, ne- next week, Armageddon with Matt Doden right here on the Editing Bay. Jeff, thank you so much. Yay. Joel, it's a pleasure. Mm, thank you. We'll catch you next week, guys. Bye.
been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.